You're listening to Actors with Issues with Juaniala, a podcast of actors, by actors, and for actors. Lakrita, you are on the Actors with Issues stage. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. So um, let's go way back to the beginning. So uh, how early did you discover performing? And did you know at that time that this is like what you wanted to do? Or did that idea just come a bit later for you? Um, I, I was kind of pulled into it, kicking and screaming. Uh, I was 14, growing up in Kansas City, Missouri. And I thought that I was going to be a prolific playwright. I was a part of Kansas City's Playwriting Roundtable. And um, it was a group of teens. And we had a facilitator, a great facilitator, who was also a professional journalist. And uh, we would read each other's plays um, just so that they could hear it out loud and be you know, outside of it and hear it and then get feedback. And the facilitator was like, Lakrita, you really should audition for the Coterie Theater, which was the children's theater in Kansas City. And I was like, audition for what? And he was like, audition for the shows. And I was like, to write them? And he was like, no, <laughs> no, no, you should really just audition and see what it's like. I was like, okay. I auditioned. Fast forward from 14 up until my sophomore year of college, I did many summers and many shows at the Coterie Theater and that's what did it. That gave me the bug. Yeah. I feel like Children's Theater yeah. is a pretty popular route for actors to mm-hmm. <clears throat> sort of get their get their feet wet in theater and in this more broad comedy uh, because mm-hmm. it's sort of a bit more over the top than, you know, if you're doing like uh, Chekhov or, or some classic theater, you know, it's, <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> it's very different. But it's also know? really brutal. Kids are brutal. Oh, yeah. So you, there is a level of honesty that you have to have in order to win over a young child because they'll just look at you and they're like, <laughs> you are not funny. <laughs> like, wait, but this is my best stuff. It's my best stuff. And they're like, Mm-mm, try again, kid, try again. So <laughs> I feel like that is a, a great, I feel like everyone should have to perform for a child, whether you're performing um, in live theater or you're going into hospitals and you're talking to the kids. Um, mm-hmm. There's just, there's something that is, uh, you have to tap into your vulnerability in order for them to believe you. And, and that's really important because then that just carries over into your work when you are performing for adults who don't have as much. And we're not allowed to have as much imagination when we get older because we've got bills to pay. We've got responsibilities. So um, to be able to pull that from the youth and into your craft is it's pretty important. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, fast forward to today, you're now on Night Court on NBC, the revival of this classic uh, legal comedy and which was just renewed for a second season uh, a couple months ago. So congrats are in order. Thank Um, you. Thank you. I have loved, uh, as I mentioned before, um, we started chatting. I've had a few actor friends on the show and they've just had like the nicest things to say and, you know, have just enjoyed their time there and felt so welcome. And that's always nice to hear because, you know, sometimes you. Yeah go on a set and you know things feel a little bit you feel like a stranger like a new kid in school mm-hmm. you're just like oh, mm-hmm. I don't know anyone here and but yeah I've just heard the the nicest things about about all of y'all so yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to hear that it's very important to Melissa um she wanted to establish from day one listen my door is open if you need anything let me know um this is your home away from home and so I don't want you to go from a place that you love to a place that you hate so let's just make this as warm and welcoming and inviting as possible um she's so personable anybody everybody that she comes across whether they have no lines their background in the gallery um but I mean I say no lines but there's 
they're still involved and engaged or whether it's like one of our recurring or whether it's one of us in the ensemble. Um, you know, how are you doing? What's going on? You, you, you know, is everything all right? Can, can I get you anything? I love that because sometimes you go to work and you're just anonymous and it, it doesn't, doesn't matter what number you are on the call sheet. You can still feel like you don't exist there. And I've had that experience. And so it's nice to have the opposite now. And um, we were speaking before about sort of this, uh, these varying levels of comedy and you've done mm -hmm. a lot of work in theater and in musicals. And with this being your first, uh, at least as far as I know, your first like multi-cam uh, mm -hmm. comedy, was it a challenge or did you like just feel like you were basically on stage and sort of like back in your theater days? Yeah, but mostly because it it was um, we're going to have a live audience. So because we have live audiences on Fridays, the crew and the cast that's not on are able to laugh. And so you're getting that instant feedback. You know what's working, you know what's not. You have your director there and the writers are there as well to kind of tweak things. But there was a level of familiarity going into it because, you know, the project that I had done before was a dramedy and it was single cam. And I was just saying to myself, you know, Lacrita, you really got to trust yourself. You got to trust that you're funny. You have to trust that you've worked so hard to get to where you are. You're a hard worker. You're always prepared. These people that you're opposite of are heavy hitters in the business, but you've earned your place here. Um, there wasn't that feedback. So I was like, I hope it's funny. But what we got to do is we got to watch. We got to watch playback. So then you could kind of gauge and, and we would all, and I love that, that we, all three of us would watch it together. Mm -hmm. So then we could see, mm, 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 and we would kind of talk to each other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the director would come over and he'd be like, okay, so I like this, but I didn't like that. So can you try to bring that in the next take? That was nice. But here, because we've got the audience and we also are, you know, the director is right there toe to toe with us. It was so much easier for me to just not worry about anything and just do it and listen and respond. Um, so I was really grateful about that because, you know, it's it's such a learning curve when you go to hundreds to thousands of people in front of you responding and clapping and cheering for everybody that's on stage to dead silence. <laughs> And then when you cut, then people are like, oh, ha, 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 ha. And it was just like, no, I thought you hated it this whole time. And they're like, no, we just can't because we've got to got, we have to have a clean take. So yeah, yeah. doing multicam um, was just, it was such a blessing to come from and I didn't have to work so hard. So that's yeah. the short answer of it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, diving into the issues, um, given that our name is, or our, the name of our show is Actors with Issues, um, you know, what comes to mind as um, a career hurdle? that you have uh, mm. dealt with or an obstacle that um, you could shed some light on for our audience of uh, mm -hmm. young, uh, young actors? For young actors, I, I would say we are observers because we're actors. A lot of us are people watchers. A lot of us, um, you know, we, I call it my Rolodex, my Rolodex of personalities. Um, I've, been, I've been around for a long time and I've met <laughs> a lot of people and you learn how to work with different people. Um, we can't be so rigid. That's the unfortunate part about it, but that's the beautiful part about it as well. Um, when I was going to grad school, we were encouraged to be malleable teachers. And that's not always the case. Sometimes, um, you know, when I was switched, when I switched over to opera, they were very set in their ways and you had to learn it this way. But if I didn't understand it this way, then now I'm frustrated, which is causing tension and now I can't sing. So, you know, to try to be the kind of teacher that is malleable and is keying into what your student needs. And then that 
flips now that I'm working with so many different types. We had a different director just about every week. So we had to learn each other all over again. But because I had my, my Rolodex of personalities, I could just go through and be like, okay, so this is how this person is. It reminds me of this person. And this is how I was able to work with this person. So it's just going to take a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And you make your little, your tincture, your, your concoction so that you are able to communicate with the other person, whether it's your, your scene partner or whether it's a director or a producer, um, because at the end of the day, you want to be the kind of person that people want to work with. You're not going to work if don't nobody like you. There's a difference between, oh, I don't like you because we just don't get along. We're oil and vinegar, but we work together. We work well together. So you want to be the kind of person that people want to work with, whether you guys are buddies or not, they want you there. Um, and so that's that's the, the main thing. Always be prepared, but also be prepared to work with different personalities and dynamic personalities and more reserved personalities um, because you're going to meet all kinds. And it's, it's, it's so interesting for me to meet actors who are so dynamic on stage yeah. and then so reserved when they're off. And I'm just like, do you, are you, do you, you know, you don't like me? Is this something, did I, did I say something? And the, but I get it because they've spent all their energy. They put their entire soul into the performance that when they're off, they just want to kind of recharge, just kind of zone out and then get back to it because the day's not over. Yeah. Yeah. They're on yeah. while they're on stage. And as soon as they're mm -hmm. off, they're like time to unwind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah that energy you know uh people who have that energy 24 7 god bless them it is a lot of work though i <laughs> know a lot i can gauge you know as actors we have to sort of be in tune with our mm -hmm. our minds and our bodies and whatnot we're just like ooh, this is we're not going out after the show today <laughs> <laughs> you better not go out i don't go out let's see when i had the sunday schedule in avenue q i would not go out uh well, any day that there was a matinee, I was not out that oh, night. Yep. But then if we had a day off where it was, I think it was Wednesday. Like we had a weird, like a Wednesday matinee and then a Saturday matinee. Uh -huh. So then I would kick it from Sunday to Tuesday. And then the rest of those days, I was like, let me behave and go home. <laughs> but um, it's just so interesting. Like having this sitcom schedule is completely different. Like we leave work and it's still broad daylight. And you're like, oh, I'm so used to leaving work and it's 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Then yeah. when we get to Thursday and Friday, yeah, it's dark now. But I'm like, I've had the, the front of the week and the weekend to enjoy life now. You know, this is the hard. I came here to work hard. I didn't come here to lay in the sun. So yeah. I, I will give you Thursday and Friday to work hard and, and be a vampire because I have the rest of the week to be a day person. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And uh, something that lots of actors, uh, you know, ask us to talk about is sort of 
dealing with uh, agents and managers and how lots of young mm. actors sort of struggle to find their first rep and sort of get mm -hmm. that ball rolling. So what advice do you have for a young actor who feels stuck because they don't have that team assembled yet? Yeah. Oh gosh, that's frustrating. And when you're frustrated about not having representation or you feel like there are things that are out of your outside of your access because you don't have someone who gets to see the breakdowns, then that kind of spills into your work. And having an agent kind of takes that pressure off of you. For me, the path that I took, which was a recommendation from another casting director, was to reach out to casting directors that you have a relationship with. Because at the end of the day, you want to work with someone that they want to work with. It, it, go, it goes all the way back to being the kind of person that people want to work with. Sometimes casting directors don't necessarily, I, I don't know if I should really say this, but it's the truth. Sometimes there are people that casting directors don't necessarily uh, mesh well with. And it's not to say that they don't, they will not look at their talent, but it could be a little trickier for you um, coming in. So mm -hmm. if you talk to a, a casting director that you have a relationship with, I did. I reached out to Mary Sugarman. I reached out to Michael Cassera. I reached out to um, one other person randomly to see who they would recommend for me. And then I took that list of recommended agencies and then whittled that down, did my research. Sometimes you can find things on agents, sometimes you can't. Um, sometimes we see these reviews and these are people who um, did not have a positive relationship getting into the agency. And so they're just like, these people are terrible. Well, you know, they also have to be selective in the people that they, they uh, represent because they want to give everybody their full attention. Um, so going to a casting director that you have a great relationship with, um, that then we'll give you a smaller list that then you can truncate into a smaller list so then you can reach out to them for meetings and go from there. Um, at the end of the day, you have to, again, you don't have to be buddy-buddy with everybody, but I, I would encourage you that if you can, if you can be discerning with the people that you have, to have a team that sees more for you than what you see for yourself. Because what I thought I wanted for myself was an opera career doing recitals, um, maybe doing an opera here and there. That is not where I ended up because I had a team of people behind me that saw more from me. Um, they don't have to be older. They don't have to be younger. They just have to be hungry and they have to see things like thing outside of the box. For me, seeing me in sci-fi, seeing me in um, uh, action roles, seeing me where I don't see myself so that they can push for you. Because if you've got that kind of a relationship, again, y'all don't have to go out to dinner. Y'all ain't got to paint each other's fingernails. But if they have a hunger for getting you things because they want you to succeed, they're going to push for you and you're going to get through those doors. It might not happen overnight. For me, my overnight was 30 years. People are like, oh, you're, you know, you're an overnight success at night court. No, 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 no. Yes, but it was a 30, 30 year night. That's what it was <laughs> for me. So yeah, I mean, start with going, I, I'm repeating myself, but start with reaching out to your casting directors, see who they like, who see who they recommend for you, because those are going to be the people that they enjoy working with. Um, and then go from there. Love that's such a great advice, really just, you know, do yeah. your research and Mm -hmm. uh, you know, actors have to, you know, I feel like we've heard this time and again, but you have to sort of be the CEO of your little acting uh, LLC and, and whatnot, mm -hmm. you, know, you have to do your market research and all mm -hmm. of that and, and assemble your team. You know, I always see that, you know, once you 
bring on an agent or manager, they're not a new CEO. That's your, like your chief financial officer, your, 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 you know, your branding or marketing director. It's just Mm -hmm. increasing your team rather than like replacing yourself. Cause you know, uh, there's a, you know, industry adage, what is it? Um, they only get 10% of, of your pay. So you still have 90% of the work to do, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's true. I, and also, you know, I, I had to kind of take charge when things were lacking. And that was a scary thing to do as well. But at the end of the day, who's going to pay these bills? It's going to be me. And with one situation in particular, I saw that um, they weren't submitting me for for things in particular. And I had questions about that. And they had this whole long form um, that they would give to their new clients. And I was like, oh, I would love to fill that out. May I fill that out? So just to see where you guys are and where you see me and where I see myself. And it, I came to see that we were on two completely different pages. Mm-hmm. And when I would go out and um, audition for things at open calls, because it got to the point where I was like, I wasn't getting any appointments. So let me just see. Because if it's me, I'll gladly take the responsibility and I will take the classes. I will do the work to get better. Um, And then I was starting to get callbacks for things and callbacks for things. And I was like, but why didn't you submit me for this? And people would be like, oh, my goodness, Lakrita, I haven't seen you in so long. How are you doing? It's so good to see you. Well, but this person told me that you didn't want. And and that wasn't a conversation that I ever had with that person. But I'm thinking to myself. They literally told me that you didn't want to see me. I easily could have been like, oh, well, they don't want to see me there. So I'm not going to go there. But someone was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, let me see for myself. (laughs) Let me see for myself if that is the case. And it ended up not being the case. So somewhere there was some miscommunication and I was brave enough to stand out there and put myself out there and see if that actually was the truth. And that's a scary thing to do as actors because we we don't want to mess anything up and we don't want to mess up. We don't want to burn bridges, but sometimes it's okay to walk out on the water and test and see. And nine times out of 10, we're going to walk on it and it's going to be fine. You know, lots of uh, young actors listen to our show and, and sort of come for this specific advice from actors who are in the thick of it. I always like to call it that, mm-hmm. like in the trenches, um, you know, not folks who, you know, have never done a self-tape. They're so far in their career, they haven't auditioned <laughs> in 10 years. Like, no, let's talk to the mm-hmm. folks who, you know, and, and are so doing thank it you so much for for being so open and insightful. Um, uh, Absolutely. Go, yeah. Before mm-hmm. we go, we always uh, like to wrap with, with this question sort of about uh, lessons learned. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a firm believer that with every role that we take on, there is a lesson to be learned. So working on night mm-hmm. court, what would you say mm-hmm. is a lesson you've learned in this process? I've learned to be more free in the way that I respond to people. That's what I love about Gergs is you never know. First of all, you never know what's going to come out of her mouth. But then also at the end of the day, every moment for her is honest and true and happening. And then she's on to the next thing. That doesn't negate what just happened, but in this moment, she is responding. She is so keyed into her personality and her spirit that it's just, it's a, it's a tennis match for her with everyone mm-hmm. that she's with, but she's also not worried about how you're gonna take it. And I find as I have gotten older, and um, looking a particular way that I do, I often filter what I say um, so that I'm not labeled as difficult or so I'm not labeled as an angry black woman. And I think that's unfortunate, but I'm learning how to say things in a way that is going to be not defensive and not uh, antagonist- antagonistic, is that a word? 
we're going to go I with believe that so. today. <laughs> <laughs> to someone else, but to also stand in my truth because that's, that's who I am. And I shouldn't have to be anyone different to make sure that you're comfortable because there's going to be some discomfort somewhere. So why don't we share it? Let's share the discomfort as opposed to me being the one that's uncomfortable to make sure that you're safe and make sure that you're comfortable. I shouldn't be self-sacrificing to make sure that I say the right things. Um, and I also have learned how to communicate with people that if you do, uh, if, if it doesn't quite make sense to you what I just said, that I can say it in a different way because I've got my Rolodex of personalities <laughs> that I can always key into and go back to and be like, okay, so they didn't respond to it that way. That's not how I meant, but that is how they take they took it. And that is valid. Sometimes we don't own up to that. Like we say things and we're like, well, they just took it wrong. No, 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 no. They took it the way that they did. That is valid. Let me see if I can say it a different way. And we get on the same page. Love that. Yeah. And uh, uh, lastly, mm -hmm. in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? Always be prepared to work hard and be Great at it. Can we make edit one word? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll do a comma instead of and or something, you know. <laughs> Can we do an ampersand instead of one of those ands? Yes. <laughs> well, Lakrita, thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Um, for uh, anyone who wants to give you a follow on social media, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at just Lacrita. Um, and you can find me on Twitch if you're a gamer or, you know, you want to watch me cook. You can find me on Twitch at uh, just underscore Lacrita. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Actors with Issues on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And visit our YouTube channel for full video interviews. Actors with Issues is executive produced and hosted by Juaniala. See you next time.